forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hi, everyone. So excited to be here today. And my guest today, I swear, is like Superman. You're going to learn so much from him. Uh, I'm calling this episode Obliterating Obstacles because he's had a couple to come through and has uh, just taken the media world by storm. If you work in the media, you've definitely heard of him. His name's Peter Shankman. And uh, others should if they haven't. But we'll get into that in a minute. In the meantime, I have the craziest awesome news. So you've listened to me for the past month talk about my desire to be a mom and the process of fostering to adopt. Well, like two hours after I got off the radio last week, I got the call. Uh, The call to go to the hospital to pick up the precious little angel that is now my baby. Uh, I am over-the-moon ecstatic. She is more adorable and amazing than I ever could have imagined. And I will definitely uh, be talking about that more. It's not a guarantee that I will get to adopt her, which is the scary part and also the part why a lot of people are afraid. You know, everybody's like, wait, newborns, don't they just get snatched up? And they don't in the foster care system because... You know, there's a possibility I could have to give her back. Honestly, part of the reason it took so long was because I was waiting for a situation in which I likely wouldn't have to give her back. So fingers crossed for me. It's looking really, really good um, that she'll be my forever daughter. And as I said, I'm just over the moon. I'm also, for those moms out there, mommy tired. Um, For years, I joked about how my books were my babies and you know when you're doing a book and Peter will be able to attest to this you are up every couple hours doing radio interviews all night long and I swear now that I made that analogy for so long this it really is like that Um, I was that tired on the book tours and um, but this is just a whole other level of awesome so the book tours are not nearly that fun Um, and I know it's exhausting and I know it's really difficult and I know I'm in for a lot but anyway I'm just so happy and I wanted everybody to know and thank you for your support and I would love prayers that I get to keep her okay now on to the important things Peter He's the founder of Shank Minds Breakthrough, an online community of business professionals from around the world who come together to give advice, increase their business, and improve their lives. He's also the founder of and CEO of the Geek Factory, Inc., a boutique social media marketing and PR strategy firm in New York City with clients worldwide. His blog, which he launched in 1995 at shankman.com, both comments on and generates generates news conversation. His customer service and social media clients have included American Express, Sprint, SAP, the U.S. Department of Defense, Royal Bank of Canada, Snapple Beverage Group. I mean, I could go on forever. And he's the founder founder of Haro, which is Help a Reporter Out, which is why all media personalities know. People used to have to pay thousands of dollars to get the information that he now gives to us for free every day. He's also a great example of what happens when you merge the power of pure creativity with attention deficit hyperact- 
Activity Disorder, ADHD, and a dose of adventure. He's a skydiver, an entrepreneur. He's a keynote speaker all over the place. Uh, He has a book called Faster Than Normal Right Now. And what I'm obsessed with is right on his website right now, I'm looking at, and this week particularly, I need it. He has a free course. I've learned how to get hours of my life back. Peter, welcome, and tell us how. <laughs> what a great, what a great intro! Thank you for that, <clears throat> and congratulations on on becoming a mom. As I sit here um, uh, with a with a four year old daughter who is essentially a petri dish uh, and gets me sick on a weekly basis, I can tell you that you have a lot to look forward to. So it is stock up on your vitamins. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, I have um, heard that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thanks for having me on. I uh, you know the the getting the four hours of your life back is really easy. I have massive ADHD. Um, I was actually diagnosed about 10 years ago with ADHD. I knew I had it all my life. When I was a kid, it was simply called sit down, you're disrupting the class disease. You know, it's in the 80s. Um, and w- what I realized is that over the course of my life, instead of taking medication for it, I'd actually been doing things that um, allowed me to use it to my advantage. You know, I, I, I do things... Um, yeah, I do things that other people think are crazy, but that work really well. For instance, I will not start my day without exercise. And having a four-year-old and being a single dad, that means that a lot of the time I am, uh, I have to get up and work out before she's awake. So I, you know, I'm on my bike for two hours every morning, and I start around four a.m. Um, wow! And if you get up at three forty-five a.m., what are you, a farmer? I'm like, yeah, but it works for me because that gives me the dopamine and the serotonin I need to rock my day. Right? I have this giant closet in my New York City apartment, which is like a, a, a major victory in itself, but I only <laughs> use one side of it. And on the left side of that, it's, it's actually labeled. It says uh, speaking slash TV. On the right side, it says um, office slash travel. And um, on the speaking slash TV side, it's button-down shirts, jackets, and jeans. And on the office slash travel side, it's T-shirts and jeans. And that's it. All my sweaters, my vests, my suits, my boots, my, you know, all that stuff, those are in a, a, a closet in my daughter's room. Because if I had to look at all that stuff every day, and think, yeah, what should I wear today? Huh, look at that vest. I remember that vest. Laura gave me that vest. I should look her up. I wonder how she's, it's three hours later, I'm <laughs> in the living room on Facebook and I haven't left the house, right? right? So I eliminate choice. You know, I do things that allow me to sort of grow and, and focus on the things that actually matter to me uh, in my life. And a lot of those things, you know, you find that the more things you do, the more things are, um, the more things you actually don't have to do. I love that. I I mean, we all know that I have a weight loss background and, you know, that's what people come to me for most. But I think things like this are so important. And that's why I call this obliterating obstacles, because I think you're such a great example of that. Um, I love what are some of the other ways that you use your ADHD to your advantage? Well, I mean, you know, I do. um, I know where my skills lie and I know where they don't lie, right? So anything that I'm really great at, that I'm really good at, that I love doing, I do as much as possible. Anything that I don't love doing, I outsource as much as humanly possible. So like to schedule this interview, you talk to my assistant. Not because I'm that guy that has an assistant, go talk to my people. No, because if I scheduled it, I'd screw it up. (laughs) My assistant has been with me for nine years and eight and a half years ago, when she was with me for only six months, I went to my calendar one day, and for some reason, I couldn't use it. It wasn't working. I couldn't enter anything. I said, Megan, something's broken here. And she's like, no, no, no. I took right access away from you. She's ah. like, you don't, you don't have right access to your calendar anymore. You want to do something? You ask me. I'm like, what the hell? Who would do it? But she's <laughs> actually 100% right, and I don't schedule things anymore. I ask her because I screwed up. Um, 
the whole reason I hired her was I got, I got, I got asked to speak at a conference. I got hired to speak at a conference in Singapore, and I was so excited. My first international trip, right? First international speaking trip, and I, they pay me, and I book the ticket, and I get to the airport like three months later. I'm ready to go, and they go, "Okay, sir, where are you going?" I'm like, I'm going to Singapore. I'm so excited. Like, uh, I was going to Singapore. Like, yeah, I'm giving a speech. I'm like, okay, sir, you booked a ticket to Shanghai, and I went, "Right, I'm going to Singapore." And the, the woman said it slower this time, "Sir, you booked a ticket. This ticket is for Shanghai." I was so psyched that I was going that I booked the wrong ticket. And I said to her, I'm like, are they close? Can I rent a car? And it turns <laughs> out they're, they're not close and I can't rent a car. So my entire, almost my entire speaking fee went to paying that change fee, right? So you do what you're great at and you hire for what you're not. It's so true. And I love, I just want to point out that if you've had an assistant for nine years, on top of it all, we also know you're an incredibly nice guy because <laughs> uh, that I think that's what it takes well, to I think have that's someone the, that great. At the end of the day that, you know, I'm of the belief that if you've had any modicum of success whatsoever, um, you have a responsibility to send the elevator back down. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I grew up I'm a public school kid, public school kid in New York City. My parents are both teachers. I didn't, you know, I didn't want for much. I didn't have a lot. I was, you know, they're middle class kids. I was a middle class kid. And as I started to have a little bit of success, it just, one of the most fun things for me is being able to help people. You know, every Christmas I give away, uh, I, I travel a quarter million miles a year. And wow. when you travel that much, the, the mile bonuses you get, I wind up with about a million miles every year. So I give them away. Um, I, I haven't used my miles for me in God knows how long because I hate traveling. I give them away. And so... I think uh, the last time my assistant paid for a flight for her, her boyfriend was like probably, you know, nine years ago, right? Wow. It's just, you, you got to do good things, man. That's, that's, life is pretty much, that's all pretty much life is about. And the, the bonus of that is that when you, um, you know, you spend your time, um, uh, if you spend your time telling people how great you are, like, look at how awesome I am. You should hire me or date me or whatever. No one's going to believe you, right? right? But if you, if you focus on just doing good things, what winds up happening is that you wind up, um, people wind up understanding that you're good by default, right? It's, it's the classic, if I, if I walked into a bar and I saw you and I go, you don't know me, but I'm amazing. Seriously, finish your drink and come home with me, right? You throw your drink in my face, right? Mm-hmm. Go back to talking to your friend. That's exactly what you do, trust me. But, mm-hmm. you know, if someone else, if your best friend is there, oh my God, that's Peter Shankman. You know, I've heard him speak. He's pretty good. I'm going to introduce you guys. You're both single. You both have a kid. I'm going to, you guys should hit, at the very least I'm getting your number. Right. I come from a trusted source. And, right. and really all, all life should be. Well, I'm curious. So, uh, first of all, I'm so impressed that when I reached out to you to do this show, uh, you responded so quickly. And the interesting thing is, the reason I did it was because, I mean, obviously, we didn't know each other. A lot of the guests that I've had on, I, I have known for a long time. And with you, you are so outwardly open about I will respond to you I will you know this that and whatever and it honestly blows my mind because I aspire to be that person and I try to be that person but the number of times that I sit on planes returning emails and go oh oh my god like I forgot to return them people think the plane's going down because (laughs) I haven't returned emails that I wish I had how do you do it um I you know <clears throat> airplanes are actually the best place in the world, the best way in the world for me to be um, uh, useful because what else am I going to do, right? That's where I go into my deep work. I get my best work done um, on airplanes. I have nothing it's- else to do. And so I'll get on. I'm actually flying to, to Hong Kong next week for one meeting that could easily be done by the phone, but I have an outline for a new book I want to write, and that's what 14 hours each way is going to do for me. I'm, I fly out. I have one meeting the next day. I fly home. I'm, I'm, I'm in the air longer than I'm on the ground. 
but I'm going to get a book process done easily. It's so funny that you say that because I very much admire, I mean, I need my beach time. And so Uh, when I'm on play, like I really do. So when I'm like, I always say when I'm sitting in that tube, like I watch these men, especially in first class, you know, people are playing Sudoku, they're doing all sorts of things. And I just look at it like how and why I'm, I'm exactly the same as you. Like when I'm stuck in that tube, I would rather do my work. So that when I get home, I can be playing beach tennis. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So what is it like traveling that much and juggling a daughter? Like, how do you do that and stay fit? Because I know that you are. And I think people need to hear that. Well, (laughs) it's a good question. You know, I have, um, how do I do it? I spend the majority of my time, like I said, I exercise super early in the morning. Uh, I have to do it every day. But I try to eat healthy and I try to eat things that um, my, that if my grandmother wouldn't have recognized it when she was 10 years old, right, probably like 1924 or whatever, I wouldn't, I won't, I'll try not to eat it. I try not to eat anything that has commercial. And then uh, when I don't know what to do or I'm at a default or I find, you know, I'm at a, uh, when I'm at a, uh, uh, an airport or whatever, I just, I look for, I look for protein. I always look for protein, protein as opposed to um, anything else because protein will always be better for me than carbs than fat. True. So the in terms of getting hours in your life back, because I'm still staring at this, like drooling over right. it. <laughs> um, what would you say is one of your biggest tips? I mean, I know you said eliminate choice. Um, so your closet, I'm sure, does part of that. <clears throat> yeah. But what could people expect to learn there? Well, you know, a lot of it for me really is about understanding what I want and then figuring out the best possible ways to get them. You know, so for, for instance, what does that mean? So I am a big fan of making sure that um, I, I get a lot of sleep. I get enough sleep every day. Now, that sounds crazy, but, you know, you look at these people like, oh, I thrive on two minutes of sleep a night, or I thrive on three hours. No, you don't. You think you do, but you don't, right? Mm-hmm. I know the difference between sleeping for eight hours versus sleeping for four, mm-hmm. and, and no matter what kind of... Um, uh, no matter what kind of uh, caffeine or, or, you know, coffee I might drink the next morning, I'm not at my best. And so, but how do I do that if I get up so early? Well, I go to sleep early. And I have sort of accepted the fact that, you know, my first, the first year I was doing this, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with, uh, you know, how am I going to handle um, getting, uh, you know, I'm not going to be going out at night. If I want to get up before in the morning, I have to go to sleep at like 8.30, 9 o'clock. I'm not going to be going out. At That's going to be terrible. Blah, blah, blah. And over time, um, it basically got to the point where I'm like, you know what? Um, I don't care. I've missed absolutely nothing by not, by getting up early, by, by going to, you know, by getting early and going to sleep early. I've missed nothing. I've lost no business media. As a matter of fact, I've, I've gained business because the people who can actually make the decisions, they're the ones who are up at like 530 in the morning at the gym with me. It's interesting that you say that. I hear that a lot. Uh, I might, it's it very counterintuitive that you would say sleeping more, but I agree with you too, both from the standpoint of productivity if you don't get enough sleep and the weight loss element for me, I always say that if I don't get sleep, that is the one time that I still, I think you probably know, but I lost 70 pounds like 30 oh, years know. ago. And uh, yeah, and that's the one thing. At some point I need you to make me a... a, a, a a menu and, and I got to live by it. But other than that, 
Well, you know, I'm sure I could give you a few tips, but it <laughs> seems like you're doing well. Um, but no, for me, sleep is the one thing that I, like my mind still thinks I'm insanely hungry when I'm not, if I don't have energy. Um, so that is, although interestingly, like I know a lot of moms say they gain weight when they have kids and all sorts of things. And granted, I didn't give birth, so I'm an anomaly. But I honestly went a two day, from the time I got the call for Two and a half days, I did not cook a meal, which is, like, unheard of for me when I haven't left my house. Yep. I was I just, it. like, picking at things and honestly well, didn't even care. You know, you've <laughs> got to be aware of the things you're doing. Like, for, for instance, I know that, um, you know, having um, – uh, getting home, if, I, if I get home and I don't have anything prepared – I know my hand is going to go to my, my, my phone and I'm going to order from Seamless or one of the online sites and I'm going to order crappy food. You know, right. ha- knowing that I can uh, make something on a Sunday and it'll be waiting for me all week in Tupperware, that, again, eliminates the choice of eating that crappy food. Right. It's, I mean, that I harp on all the time, obviously. Um, Well, we have to go to a commercial break now, but when we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about so many amazing things, including how you started Haro, which for those who didn't hear me before, is Help a Reporter Out. Stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. 
Hey everyone, I am back with Peter Shankman. His bio is too long for me to read again, but trust me that you want to stay tuned here. Um, I have been obsessing about the fact that he has a free online course uh, or workshop, I guess, that's I've learned how to get hours back in my life. And uh, I am going to be doing that as soon as I get off this because I that I did not know about him before. Um, but meanwhile, we are going to talk about the fact that he started something called HARO, which is Help a Reporter Out. It used to be, for those of us in the media, if you wanted to find out what was going on, like what journalists need your expertise in things, you paid like five to $7,000. So normal people like me couldn't do that. We had to hire publicists and the publicists had to do it and all of that. And Peter had this brilliant idea to make this information free. And my guess, Peter, is that when you were starting this, people were like, oh, that's never going to work. Am I right? That's the story of my life. I think people say that all the time. You know? and, that, and to me, I love that. I call it, I call it the, uh, the stickball rule, right? If you tell me don't play, on the gra- don't play on the grass or stay off the grass, I guarantee you I'm hosting a stickball game in about 20 minutes, right? Uh-huh. So it's, it's like, don't, you know, if you tell me I can't do something, you know, not if it's illegal, fine, I won't do it. But if you tell me I can't do something just because you don't think I can, I will get it done just to spite your ass. it's funny that's how I got on the view and my publisher told me I couldn't um and that's something that I think people really need to hear so I'm curious one like I I would love to hear the origination of that in general I haven't had the opportunity to talk to you before and and I mean it's just been such a valuable resource to me I mean everything from I ended up being like sort of the bachelorette of the Jeff Probst show at one point um (laughs) through Haro and I I'm obviously I I'm on uh like I was just in a Reader's Digest thing and it's so nice to just my assistants look through it every single day without fail and send me the things that they think I'm right for and then I yay or nay and then um they send them off whether or not I have a publicist because you know some months especially in the summers for people like me it doesn't make sense to pay a publicist when most of the shows that I would be on anyway are for black but can you tell me a little bit about like what made you start that and you know what your thought was when people were like you can't and and things along those lines because I bet this could give people a lot of insight into how to keep going in life. Well, like I said, I have massive ADHD, right? I have it to the point where it's like, I have something much worse. I have something called ADOS, which is attention deficit. Ooh, shiny. And (laughs) because of ADHD, it's like, if I am sitting next to you on a plane, before we land, unless you fake your own death, I'm going to know everything about you before we land. I just like talking to people. I'm curious. I like finding out what makes people tick. And so because of that, um, I have been able to amass a Rolodex that's pretty damn big. And so because of my pretty damn big Rolodex, um, reporters would call, you know, I ran a PR firm at one point in my life, and reporters would call me, hey, Peter, you talked to everyone, who do you know who does X, Y, Z, right? And I would um, ask them and say, hey, uh, you know, let me ask around. I'd go through my list. And, well, that's sort of taking a, a, lot to, a lot longer amount of time because people would call me all the time. Peter, I got your name from someone over at the Wall Street Journal. He told me that you're doing, you know everyone, I need a sub-Saharan soil expert. I'd be like, oh, I, seriously? You know? <laughs> And so I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. So I started putting it into a Facebook group that I started. And then that, we outgrew that, and I moved it over to the website um, and an email list. And the funny thing was, PR Newswire, the company who runs ProfNet, which is the service that people pay for, um, threatened to sue me. Like, you're stealing our queries. You're stealing our queries. I'm like, if a reporter calls me and gives me the same queries they give you, and we both post them, how am I, how, how am I stealing your queries? I'm like, guys, look, I have, I have 200 people in this mailing list right now. Why don't you buy me a steak and a martini? I'll, I'll, I'll give them to you. Right? I'm not trying to, you know, at the point at the time, I wasn't trying to make money. Doing that. I was like, here, I'll give them to you. Oh, fine, we'll be in touch. They never called me back. 
fast forward two and a half years later, Harrow has a quarter million people in it, all getting these queries for free. I was sending out like 1.2 million emails a day. Um, <laughs> and we had a small little text ad at the top of each email that was generating about uh, well, a lot of money. And the company sold for, um, three years after I started it, it sold for uh, several million dollars. And um, ironically, the company that bought it was then acquired by Pierre Newswire. I'm like, guys, you could have had me for steak and a martini. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that is amazing. And so, and your book, Faster Than Normal, I know that's something that you're promoting right now. And I love the fact that when you were about to, I guess, launch it, you had even written to me and so many others and were like, hey, I have this book, would love for you to do it. And I know a lot of people don't even do that. Like, a lot of people go through life thinking that people don't want to help them. And I think it's the opposite. Like, I've had so much interface with you again like we've never spoken before one-on-one but I've had so many interfaces and just seen your name so many times and I love Haro and I'm so grateful for it that the second I saw that I'm like yes I will you know talk about your book and I think people are afraid to ask and I'm curious why you think that you have this amazing ability to just do what you want and get what you want and I mean I know it's it's hard work but what drives that that you even recognize that it's possible so, I was, okay, so picture the scene, it's seventh grade, right? Your only job at junior high school is pretty much to be popular, right? Mm-hmm. I was not. Okay, I mean, if you imagine, I don't know what the opposite of popular is, but imagine that. That was me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> okay, I had zero friends. I just, it was a really tough time. But here's the thing. When that happens, you start to develop a shell. And the more you develop that shell, the more that shell basically tells you that, you know what? Who gives a crap what anyone says? Mm. And over the course of my life, I just realized I'm kind of done caring what people think. I'm going to do what I do. If it works, great. If it doesn't, I'll just do something else. And everything I've ever started has been under that premise. I'm going to try to do something. If it works, great. I'll do it again. If it doesn't work, I'll do something else. And it's now 19 years later since I started my first company, 45 years since I was born, and that's pretty much how I live my life. So, you know, the premise of let's do this or let's do that or let's try to help people and let's offer this. What's the worst? If, if the worst that can happen doesn't involve like international incident or jail, I'm pretty much good with trying it. I love it. And, and I just, as I said, for people, I think that's so important because so often we let people say, oh, that'll never work. And, and as I said, especially with Haro, like if you would have told me that in reverse, I would have been like, that would be hard to start. And I just love that it kind of came about naturally. And even when you were getting resistance, you kept going. And now well, that's it's also, like... That's also the beauty of ADHD, is that when you're ADHD and you have that entrepreneurial bug, you pretty much have two speeds, and that's it. You have, my two speeds are namaste and I'll cut a bitch. Like, there's no middle ground there, right? Mm-hmm. There's literally no middle ground. And so what winds up happening is that you wind up, you know, like, most people get stuck in when they sort of try to start a company, try to do something new, they get stuck in the well. What if it doesn't work phase, and then that takes like six months to hammer out, and by that time they've they've lost interest. I'm just sort of like, I should start this idea. Okay, well, it's a half an hour later, and I've launched it. Right. Let's see what happens. And how do you follow? Th- I'm curious because I have a little bit of ADHD myself, and I find myself with like too many quote brilliant ideas, and 
I am a finisher most of the time, but I do also, because there are shiny objects and because I have this next idea, don't get them all finished. Do you find yourself doing that at all? I have a bunch that are in process, but I do, you know, again, when I, again, it's one of the strange things I do when I decide, okay, I have too much in the pipeline. I've got to finish some of it so I can clear the, clear the pipes. I'll get on a plane. I have my last two books have been written entirely on planes to the point where I bought the ticket to get on the plane. I get on the plane with the sole purpose of writing the book. When I wrote my last book, I got on a flight to um, Tokyo. I wrote chapters one through five on the flight out. I landed. I went through immigration. I took a breath of fresh air outside. I went back inside, went back through immigration, went to the lounge, had a cup of coffee, took a shower, got back on the same plane, same seat. Two hours later, wrote chapters six through ten. Landed 31 hours in New York after I took off from New York with a book and a lot of questions from Homeland Security. But it worked. Wow. And uh, I think people are probably getting now how brilliant you must be because my books, granted, they're cookbooks. So it's a little bit different, but I don't know how you uh, write a cookbook. I mean, write a book so quickly and then be as brilliant as they are. Um, It's deep focus. You get, you know, I do all the research in advance. I just get on the book and write. Well, to that end, Faster Than Normal is your most recent book. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what somebody would learn in that? Yeah, the basic premise on Fast and Normal is that um, you can gain three hours a day of your life back, uh, productivity-wise, uh, from the secrets that I have employed and implied and blah, 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 let's try that again. The secrets that <laughs> I've employed with my ADHD brain, the things that I do to keep myself focused and on track are the same things that you can employ whether you have ADHD or not. It's sort of the beauty of it is that you don't have to have ADHD to take advantage of these things. You know, like I said, things like elimination of choice, things like uh, knowing your triggers, right? I quit drinking because... Um, I was never an alcoholic or whatever, but I went, I drank the same way I'm talking to you, like really fast. Um, <laughs> you'll appreciate this as a, as, a, as a chef. You know how there are, you ever, you ever not want to order, you know, ever not want to cook and so you order in a pizza and you have like a slice or two and you put the rest in the refrigerator and, and that's called leftover pizza. You have it tomorrow. Uh-huh. You've done that, right? Okay. I've never had leftover pizza in my life. That's not a thing. Oh. When I sit down, I open the pizza box and I eat the pizza, right? Not two uh-huh. slices. I eat the pizza. Well, who's the comedian who said, I don't, I don't. Eat, stop eating when I'm full or stop eating when I hate myself, right? And so <laughs> it's the same way, for me, it was the same way with alcohol. I just, I, I, I drink not because I wanted to get drunk, but because there was alcohol there, right? And so I quit drinking. It's for me, again, all or nothing. So I went, you know, all in. And there's a great line from the movie War Games. Uh, the only winning move is not to play. And so you learn what your, in this book, you learn what your triggers are. You learn how to avoid them. Um, and you learn what makes your brain work and how you can better utilize your brain. Um, so that's, that's, that's the beauty of being faster than normal. And for those of us who are also dyslexic, please tell me this is on Audible. Oh, yeah, it most certainly is. As a matter of fact, it's the, you'll laugh at this. It's the first book. So I've had five books. This is my fifth book. And all of them have been on Audible. This is the first one they ever actually hired me to read. And oh. I'm like, wow, this would be really cool. And it was the, most three, the three most um, horrible days of my life. Because you hear how fast I'm talking right now? That doesn't work when you're recording a book. <laughs> literally every other sentence was okay Peter that was great we're gonna take that again a little slower I wanted oh, to no. shoot myself oh no oh it's funny it was, my dad my whole life has like said I talk too fast but <laughs> wow yeah that would be brutal I am not oh we just we just cut out for a second but you know what oh wait can you hear me yep I'm here Okay, great. Um, Well, we are about to go to commercial break anyway, so we'll jump back into this and uh, as soon as we return. Thanks so much, and stay tuned, everyone. 
we don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Sorry about that little blip we had, but we are back with Peter Shankman. I like to call him Superman because, honestly, like... Ah, he's had obstacles in his life from ADHD to uh, lack of popularity, and um, he just lost 50 pounds, which we hadn't even said. I'm sure people would love to know how you did that. I know we heard you now uh, say that you jump on a bike every morning at 4 a.m., which fascinates even me, because even though I've lost 70 Honestly, I do it through playing beach tennis and tennis. I'm not one who gets on a bike. I'm curious, do you enjoy that? You're you're probably one of those people that looks really awesome playing beach tennis and tennis. I I joke <laughs> when I when I run races, I get permission like in advance to wear spandex that day. And then as soon as the race is over, I like have to put on a big t-shirt. But um no, I no, I, I do enjoy exercise. Exercise for me allows my brain to reset. Again, it's it's one of those things that I do to keep my ADHD working for me. It's the same reason I'm a licensed skydiver. Right, I did. I have 500 skydives, so just about 500 skydives, um, because that gives my brain the dopamine and the serotonin it needs. Um, I started exercising. I had an employee back in 2000. I never exercised before, and I had an employee in 2000 who told me that um, you know, she was doing a 5K and I should join her. And and I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, I before that I'd run like to the store for cigarettes. That was it, right? And so <laughs> I I did this 5K with her, and most people, you know, they do a 5K, they hang up their medal, and they get on with their lives, and they'll do another one or whatever. No, I signed up for a darn Ironman. Right, so I've done two Ironman triathlons. I've done like fifteen half Ironman. I've done you know countless like twenty plus marathons. It's that it's that adrenaline rush that 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 I'm constantly looking for, uh, which freaks people out. You know, they're like, wow, it's it's a little strange because you look at me, you don't think that I do Ironman. You think I watch the movie Ironman while sitting on my couch. <laughs> um, my, my my tagline is I, I don't finish with the Kenyans. I finish with like guys named Ken. Right? But, yeah. but it's it for me. It's it it gives me that energy. But I do my four a.m. bike for two hours. I bought a Peloton. Uh-huh. Uh, I I knew it was going to be Peloton. Oh I knew my it. god! I'm like I'm worse than I'm worse than the, I'm worse than a vegan when it comes to my Peloton. <laughs> I like talk to every like I could be in a plane and the plane's going down and the flight attendant's like 
Is there a pilot on board? I'm like, oh, well, I, you know what? I own a Peloton. I should tell you about the Peloton. Like, I'm that guy. <laughs> but it is the greatest thing ever because it's like I just get on it. And then on the on the days that my 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 ex-wife, uh, who I'm really good friends with, on the days that she has my daughter, which is about half the week, um, I do get on my bike. I have a, a beautiful specialized vent. I get outside and I ride. I run outside. If you Google me, you'll find that I'm the guy who got uh, arrested for exercising in Central Park before it opened. Uh, apparently, ah. you can... You can close nature. I've lived here all my life and I didn't know that. Uh, so yeah, 4.45 in the morning, not the <laughs> exercising. But so for me, that's how I do it. And that keeps my, my, my brain in check and keeps the extra pounds off. See, it's funny because, so I'm the same way. Like I make sure that I exercise. Like I didn't obviously when I was heavy either and I thought I hated it and all of that. And, but I was doing it for so long, like, because I knew I had to, and I knew it's the only way I could feel good. And I don't know if this happens to you, but if something's really stressful or really difficult in life, like that's when I least want to do it. But I make myself if I do nothing else, because I know that that's the one thing that's going to same thing, reset my brain in a way that I will actually feel good again. And, um, but for me, like I found that I needed to find things that I loved and my beach tennis, like I literally am seriously obsessed. Um, but I sort of have this family and they actually all like, it's so much of a family that they threw me a separate baby shower than even my friends who threw me a baby shower. Like it's, it's just this big love fest of, you know, you probably have had this too. Like on Friday nights, I would get lonely at times because, I work all week and I'm super intense and and then Friday comes and I'm like, crap, I didn't plan the weekend. And now that I have that, like I would go and literally play from like noon until eight. And then people were always going out after. And it, it, it just, I don't know, transformed my happiness to be honest, well, but I, I really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. That's really the key. You got to find those things that you love. I mean, I love being in the gym. I even love lifting weights. I, once you get into it, the hardest five steps of any run are the first. It's right. True. You get through those five steps. The brain kicks in. Oh my God! When I'm on mile five of a six-mile run around the Central Park Loop and and nonstop from the Hamilton soundtrack comes on my headphones and I'm singing at the top of my lungs and you know out of breath and I'm only getting every six words and you you think I'm part of like some you know like oh he's he's special like type of that. It is the greatest moment of my life. It's it's like the greatest feeling ever. And and you know doesn't matter what kind of bad day I have. There'll be times when I'll do two runs because I'll, I'll do my morning run then I'll have a crappy day and I'll do another one just to get out of that funk. You know instead of instead of going out for a drink or instead of whatever, I, I do the things that, that are healthy. I love that. And like, I mean, I know that this episode isn't particularly about weight loss, but these are all the things that entrepreneurs and people with a million things going on really fit in. And I hope that everybody hears that. So you also have a master the media uh on Shank Minds, like how to get press. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I know so many people want to be bloggers today or they're sitting at home like feeling stuck and, yeah. and they know people have made money on the internet and they want to learn how to do it too. What so, tips might you be able to provide for them? So having run Harrow and having run a PR firm before that, I'm on TV or doing some kind of media about, um, God, probably four times a week. I mean, if I count this interview, um, this will be, this is the fourth interview I've done this week and it's Wednesday. I'm going on MSNBC tomorrow. Um, and uh, I believe CNN called me for a hit on Friday that's not confirmed yet. So, you know, I, I do a lot of TV, and I realized that a lot of people are like, my God, you're always on the news. How do you do that? I just thought it was, I just thought it was normal, but um, apparently it's not. So I actually created a course um, on how to do it, and my top two tips that I'll give you, just be available, right? Anytime you talk to any reporter, just let them know that they can call you, use you anytime they want. 
they can own you, right? And, and they will come to rely on you and use you a lot. And then be succinct. Like when you email a reporter, if you're pitching them a story, anything more than three paragraphs is a waste of time. Three paragraphs, here's who I am, here's why I'm writing, here's how to reach me. That's it. They'll file it. When they need it, they will call you. Um, you know, I think that, that a lot of people don't, uh, you know, they, they write books to the, report, to the reporters. Um, and it's such, a, it's such a waste of time, right? Because the reporters, are, they're trying to do ten times more with five times less. Um, so, you know, whatever you can do to make their lives easier uh, will we'll get you on television. That is absolutely true. <laughs> I know. I was an assistant at Muscle and Fitness Magazine oh, like many, many moons ago. And I was the person who got to read all of the incoming yep. mail. Yep. And so I completely agree with you. And I think it's really interesting that even when people are doing queries or asking for anything in life, like part of what I loved about your, hey, help me promote my book. Um, it was so like hey, I'd love to do this. And because I had such an affinity for you with everything that you've offered to everybody for so long, I was like, of course I'm going to do this. Yeah. I give away a lot of my stuff for free, exactly that reason. So I, I, anyway, I, made, a, I made a course about this. Um, and I, I haven't even promoted it yet. I just wanted to see if it could help some people. And it, it really took off. Um, it's shankminds, uh, shankminds, M-I-N-D-S dot com slash master dash the dash media. Shankminds.com slash master dash the dash media. And um, yeah, feel free to check it out. It's, it's the tips that I've been using. And all the stuff I learned when I was running Harrow. I mean, Harrow put uh, over 500,000 people into the media every year. So that, that says something. I'm curious. What, with everything that you have going on right now, obviously you have a huge passion for your daughter and you're working out and Ironman and skydiving. What is your work passion project right now? Uh, right now my work passion project is the ADHD. Uh, so the pod, we have a podcast called Faster Than Normal at fasterthannormal.com. And it's really nice. I'm helping to change the conversation around how um, people look at ADHD. I don't think we should look at it as a curse. It is a gift. If you use it well, it's a gift that can help you, that can truly change your life. And so that's the kind of things I'm working on right now. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I want to say, what are you doing next? But during the break, we decided that we're probably going to do a cookbook together. Totally have to do a cookbook. <laughs> yes, cookbook for business travel. No question about it. I love it. I just, I mean, it's funny because I that's was telling. The question. That answers your question. Remember you said, how do you do it? I simply do it. You know, right. literally, we decided that in the 30-second break that we're going to do it. That's how life should be. Stop stop wasting time on, on all this what-if, hypothetical, maybe this might happen garbage. Just go and do something. If it succeeds, awesome. If it fails, you've learned something. That's it. That's life. Well, and I obviously live my life that way, too. It's so funny because I had a girlfriend a million years ago when I was starting my career where, you know, there's so many times in life where people are like, oh, we should do this. And I've, you know, been like, oh, yes, I would love to do a weight loss and love course with you when you're a love expert. And I'll go and set up the website and do all the stuff. And then they'll like flake out. And it's the times in life where I find these people, my some of my first TV appearances were when one of my girlfriends and I decided that we were going to make these fake demo reels. Cause you know, to be on TV, everyone's like, we want to see you on TV. And it's like, but how am I going to show you on TV? So we literally like put together this whole thing where I made this, like it looked like I was doing a video series. And, uh, and then, so I got this tape, I brought in like 12 different people to play my guests. And then when people are like, oh, what is this from? I'm like, oh, went direct to distribution or like, you know, direct to distribution or whatever. But it actually got me on Good Morning America. There you go. <laughs> now for the first time. So, yes, I mean, I'm super excited that we decided to do that. And um, 
And everybody's telling me I have to write a, a children cookbook right now, too. But that would be really fun to do this juxtaposed to that because I think it's so needed. I mean, it's amazing how I was going to tell you, um, you know, I, I'm curious if you do know, like some of the tips for ordering out, you said it's more at home, but when you go to a restaurant, like everybody knows you can order filet mignon. I don't think everybody knows that they put butter on top of it. So uh. like I give people extra tips, like when you're getting that filet mignon, tell them no butter on it because restaurants make them taste extra good doing that. And those are calories like we don't need. Yep. So not sure if you, you'd heard those kind of things. No, it's totally true. I mean, I do, I do tons of stuff like that. You know, the simple act of, um, Switching uh, mustard for mayo, right? 15 pounds a year. It's true. And those things, I don't know. People like act like everything has to be depriving. And I think, you know, I have this book coming out in March through American Diabetes Association called You Can Have It because I'm so tired. It's like literally burgers and there's a banh mi burger and like pizzas. And um, I have this dark chocolate pudding all done in a way that no matter, I mean, I always say it's funny because the diabetes association was like, this is mostly going to be sold to diet to people with diabetes. And I was like, no, I'm like the people like me who are already eating this way, like want this cookbook. And then this is a way to bring people living with diabetes who are really struggling, who think they can't have anything into our world so much so that we'll go back to my beach tennis obsession i even took photos for the book beach tennis i had no idea (laughs) i know right um no i i mean i'm joking about it at this point but we literally like set up a shot where we have the picnic that i like take you know there's food from the book that i literally take on saturdays and sundays instead of grabbing the hot dog on the pier um and you know did the shot in the background of me playing because I I wanted people to see it as a lifestyle and and I think that just in life in general when you think you can't as you said it's the first thing that's going to make you want that or crave that or or whatever so um I'm super excited to be putting that out um So in your mastermind for entrepreneurs, I know people throw around mastermind all the time and it means so many different things to so many different people. What would someone expect from your mastermind? Well, the thing about mine is that I started a mastermind because I was, when I sold Harrow, I got invited to all these masterminds, these, um, you know, oh, come to this, uh, my mastermind is for, you know, exclusive, it's $20,000 a year. I'm like, if I had $15,000 a year to spend on a mastermind, I probably wouldn't need a mastermind, right? right. And so I'm like, I want to I have a mastermind that has people in it who have started and sold companies and also people who are just starting out because the magic happens when you put all those people together, right? If you're just surrounded, if you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I put together a mastermind that would have people in, from all aspects of life be in it. And it's called Shank Minds. It's full of entrepreneurs. We're primarily online, but we do in-person events all the time. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't want it to, I wanted it to be for everyone. It's 79 bucks a month because, you know, my premise is like, that's eight lattes in New York City. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's great. We got about 200 people in it. I, I trust them all. They're wonderful people. And uh, even for something like someone like me who needs, you know, I, I, I'm selfishly loving it because I get, I get advice. I get help as well. It's, it's just the greatest. And what do you do for like the social wind down? Like how do you feed your soul with friends or, or I do you... my devices and I go hiking. Oh. Uh, I get on planes. Uh, I go somewhere new, but yeah, the devices go off and I have no, I have absolutely no problem shutting them off. I'm a huge believer in shutting off the devices. 
Uh, before we get to the end here, we still have a few more minutes, but I just want you to tell everybody where they can find you. I know you've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but uh, yeah. what's the best place to find everything, Peter? Oh, that's kind of you. My life is at shankman, shankman.com, S-H-A-N-K-M-A-N.com. My mastermind is shankminds.com. The Master of the Media course is shankminds.com slash master dash the dash media. And Faster Than Normal is fasterthannormal.com. I'm at Peter Shankman on all of the socials. Cool. And if there was one thing that you wish somebody told you when you were, you know, let's just say a teenager or in college or starting your business, do you have that nugget of advice that you yeah. kind of live by? Two, poor, two things. Number one is if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. Uh, what, can you elaborate on that a little? Yeah. If you are surrounded by people who aren't supporting you and aren't helping you, right, change them. Find other people. Um, know your circle. Know the people in your boat. Make sure you're all rowing in the right direction. And the second piece of advice is if you don't like where you currently are, move. You're not a tree. Right. Yeah, I know a lot of people do feel like they're trees and they're stuck and they have the reasons and all of that. And uh, it, it's I, I love both of those. There was um, a period where, you know, you get in your late 30s as a woman and, and a number of girlfriends, especially, you know, people say dating's hard in L.A. and, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, you know, I, I do wrestle with that. But it's funny because my girlfriends and I have this group of girlfriends that nobody was meeting anybody and we'd go out and we'd have a really fun time together talking about our bad dates. And then you go home and you crawl into bed and you believe that like there's no one good in the world (laughs) and you think you are doing yourself a service. And I realized that I had to separate from that group of girlfriends and I'm combining your two things here. I actually moved down to Manhattan Beach where the beach was here and I I found so many things that I love, but I realized that I'm so much more positive and so much happier and have so much more fun. And and, I mean, I've had a lot of relationships. Part of the reason I um, adopted the child was because at my age, I realized that I was kind of in a different place with other people. Like they already had kids at my age and might not want more. And and there was so much craziness going on there. And I finally was just like, forget about it. Like, I know this is what I want. I'm doing it. And, um, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a single dad, right? And I never plan right. on being in this situation. I don't think anyone does. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's awesome. And I love my daughter. And I just learned so much about yourself. And then what I've learned, like I said, you know, I don't go out and I don't miss it. Ah, it's mm-hmm. not, I say I never go out. But I, I really, if, I'm, if I have three days home a month where I'm not traveling and I don't have my daughter, right, those three days, I'm, I, I'll get home at like six. I go, all right, I got the whole night. I'm going to do it. You know, bed looks really good right now. <sighs> and and, and I, I have no, I don't apologize for that. And I own it. And it's awesome. I'm curious what you think you've most learned from your daughter with all these accomplishments and everything that you do. I'd be really curious as to what you think you've gained. I mean, at four years old, like I said, they're definitely Petri dishes and uh, I'm fighting a cold right now because of her, which I do on a weekly basis. But the greatest thing I've learned from her so far is that um, nothing bad happens when a four-year-old comes over to you and says, Daddy, do you have time to play with me? Nothing bad, <sighs> nothing bad happens when you say yes. Huh. Life continues to go on. There's nothing wrong with playing with Peppa Pig or playing any of the games that she's made up, like 15 games. The kid is very interesting. Um, There's nothing bad that happens when you take a half an hour and just play those games. Life will continue to go on. Your emails will still be there. Your contacts will still be there. And life is short. And I never want to be in a situation where I said, I wish I'd spent more time with my kids. So I I am doing that. And I am just so fortunate that I get the opportunity to. 
Oh, well, and that kind of takes me to, I know you've written a book on customer service and you're known for having, you know, like making sure that people always get amazing customer service. What to you, like in, I guess for someone in life in general, how how would they apply that? We expect the bar to be so very low. You know, we expect our dry cleaners to screw up the date they're going to have our clothing. We expect, we get on an airplane, we have expect to get dragged off by our nostrils, right? If the plane takes off on time, we have the seat we we got, we requested, and it lands on time, you know, we're over the moon. We're like, oh, my God, this is the best flight ever. So the power is so ridiculously low. All you have to do, just be a little bit better. Don't even be great. I don't even need you to be great. Just be a little bit better than what people expect. It's like my favorite joke. Two guys are out running in the woods. They're doing a trail run in the woods, and they see a bear. And the bear notices them, and he starts raising up, you know, like he's going to strike. And the two guys are freaking out. The first one says, first one leans down really slowly and tightens up his laces on his running sneakers. And the second one says, dude, don't be crazy. You can't outrun a bear. And the first guy says, well, no, I just need to outrun you. Ah. Right? All I want you to do, Devin, is just be a little bit better than what people expect, and, and you'll win everything. You'll win everything. It's... Well, that's amazing advice. I mean, honestly, like most of my career, I'm one of those people who hasn't had that amazing agent, but I constantly get just calls from people because of, you know, conversations, same thing that I'm having with people all the time and people I worked with before and they knew I was easy to work with and they knew that I over deliver. Like I never take on, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, we don't have much money or, oh, we don't have this. And and I found that, um, you know, when you say yes to the right things and don't overcommit. Um, you're able to overdeliver, And I think that's super key. And it sounds like you do that everywhere. Although, as I said, I still, I maintain that you're Superman. Like now talking to you I, in person, I, I still, I'm going we there. Totally gotta work, work, we totally got to work together. If, if for no other reason, then, you know, you're, just, you're so good for my ego. <laughs> awesome. Well, we are needing to wrap now, but again, everybody go to Shank men.com s-h-a-n-k-m-a-n there's tons of free resources i know you're going to want to follow peter and you can look forward to our cookbook together you've heard it here first uh that we decide we literally decided this during the break and uh awesome. I, I love it so um thank you so much everybody have an amazing week and peter thank you for being such an awesome guest my pleasure thank you Deb. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.